Welcome to Triple Threat Thursdays, the dance studio owner's secret weapon in generating more revenue and revolutionizing their business. I'm your host, Kate Krachowski, a dancer, teacher, and studio director turned serial entrepreneur. Whether you're a seasoned studio owner or just starting out, this podcast is designed to help you unlock the hidden opportunities in your dance studio. Each week, you'll learn from industry experts, successful studio owners, and entrepreneurs who have been in your shoes and discovered the crucial triple threat, uniting marketing, sales, and instruction to ensure impressive results. We know it takes a village to build a successful dance studio, and we're here to be part of yours. Are you ready to become a triple threat? Let's get this dance party started. Hey y'all, it's Kate, and I'm so excited to be back for another episode of Triple Threat Thursdays. Today, I'm going to be talking all about organic versus paid marketing and what you as a studio owner can do with what may sometimes feel like a limited budget. Before we dive into the differences between organic versus paid marketing, I really want you to have a grasp on what your studio can afford. Now, maybe you know what this number is. You know, maybe you are the type of person who's all about the numbers, all about the data. You've got your spreadsheet pulled up. You have your budget line item by line item. But a lot of you, my guess is that may not feel like you, right? Like as creatives, a lot of times we'd rather be in the studio creating, choreographing, dreaming, right? Rather than sitting at a spreadsheet, crunching numbers and A lot of times it's because we're kind of avoiding the reality of what those numbers actually are. So I want to first, you know, kind of zoom out and look at where we are at as an industry. What is the reality of the industry as a whole? Uh, And we're specifically going to talk today about the U.S. market. So we, we really are all operating on somewhat of a limited budget and the reality is like from studio to studio, that number, that limited budget, it does look different. You know, we don't really like to think about what that number is. And I'm included in that too. I think about a couple of weeks ago, one of my team members, you know, came to me, we were doing some final prep for some of these upcoming dance studio owners conferences. And I was running an idea by her and she said, yeah, that's a great idea if it's in the budget. And I was like, if it's in the budget, what do you mean by that? These are my grandiose dreams. I feel like you're kind of being a dream crusher right now. Who cares if it's in the budget? But that was definitely a gut check for me. And I didn't love it. You know, we love to kind of get into this vision of what could be. And that can really overshadow the financial limitations of what something should be. That holds true with what we're doing from a marketing standpoint in our studios. We like to get carried away with the grandeur of it all. And sometimes that means we just forget about the dollars. We put it out of our mind. Now, that's not the best approach when it comes to the financial stability and the growth of your studio. That said, before we dive into the specifics of the marketing strategies, 
let's look at those baseline numbers in the U.S. to get a sense for what your budget in marketing should be if you've maybe never set one. Okay, follow this math with me for a little bit. I'm a little bit of a math nerd, so I do geek out over the numbers, but I promise I'll make it easy. There are about 90,000 dance studios in America alone. Now, just think about that for a moment. If you've never really contemplated your competition, there's a lot of studios out there. Now, of course, you know, there's competitive studios. There was recreational studios. There's ballroom studios. There's, you know, little kids, like really, really little creative movement studios. There's studios out of people's homes, which, yes, that actually falls into this category. But all of those studios, those 90,000 dance studios are doing a collective $4.4 billion in revenue every single year. If you do the math, that's about $50,000 a year per studio. Now, like I said, there's so many different dance studio types in those 90,000. So that's maybe why that 50,000 sounds a little bit low, right? If, If somebody's operating a studio out of their home, they're going to fall on the lower end of the spectrum rather than, you know, more of the traditional studio who's, you know, specifically geared toward the recreational competitive uh, activity style of dance. On average of those 90,000 studios, they're spending 4.4% of their revenue on marketing, which is just under $2,200 a year or $180 a month. Let's say you're doing $300,000 in revenue a year. Your monthly budget for marketing should be $1,100. But is average what you really want? Do you want to be an average studio? In last week's episode, I talked about going from that starving artist mentality to being a thriving dance studio owner. I know you want to be a thriving dance studio owner. You don't want to even be somewhere in the middle, right? Do you really want to be average? So how do you get from that average number to that thriving place? I promise we're almost to that comparison between the organic and the paid strategies, but I've got one more little bit to get you over that hump. There are 250 common success factors for businesses in general. Now, this is just general business practice, but there are four that are the most important to standing out among those 90,000 studios in America alone. They are having a good reputation, maintaining excellent customer relations, being able to access a highly skilled workforce, and having contacts within key markets. If you want to be a studio owner that's on the successful and thriving end of the market spectrum, then leveling up your marketing efforts, dare I say, spending 5 to 10% of your annual revenue on marketing is fundamental. You can't just sit at that 4.4% number. Leveling this up will help you build a reputation that you are proud of. It will help you attract and retain the best teachers. It will help you communicate with your families in a way that keeps them coming back year after year, and it will help you establish partnerships with community leaders to expand your reach. You might be thinking, gosh, we're 
a few minutes in and all she's done is talk about numbers and more things that I'm supposed to be doing or, you know, overwhelmed with the fact that your budget may never feel like it can get there, right? You may be like, I'm already overwhelmed. I'm already stressed. I'm already anxious, insecure, exhausted, whatever it is. There are so many negative emotions that we can feel as business owners. I get it. It may feel like you're wearing 500 hats. My hope is that this podcast episode will give you clarity on the different types of strategies and how much you should actually be spending on them, how long you can expect results from them, and walk into this new year confident that your budget is right for where you are at and where you want to be. Okay, let's dive into it, right? There are two main options when it comes to marketing your dance studio. There's the organic marketing bucket and there's the paid marketing bucket. Organic marketing involves using content and community engagement to build awareness, create demand, and generate leads. That's the top of funnel movement, momentum that we were talking about in the intro episode. On the content side, this includes things like social media posts, videos, emails, reels, and even your lead magnets like your trial class forms. On the community side, this includes things like unpaid speaking engagements. You know, maybe you're talking at a local event that you've been invited to. Maybe it's having your dancers perform for an old folks home, or it could even be participating in the town parade. All of those are organic marketing tactics that you can use to build awareness, create demand, generate leads. This is a surefire way to build trust, connect with your audience, and increase engagement. Now, because it's relationship focused, right? This is all about trust, connecting, engaging. It means that there may be a little bit longer of a conversion runway to turn a prospective customer, into one of your most loyal studio families. Okay, this is where it can get a little confusing. Why do we just talk all about budget if we're talking about organic marketing strategies that we're not necessarily spending dollars on? Just because we're leveraging unpaid channels and strategies, that doesn't mean there's no cost. Even though you're not paying for placement, whether that's on a social media feed, in a local news directory, an event sponsorship, whatever it is, you still need to invest in the tools. Yes, invest your dollars in the tools to run successful organic marketing campaigns. It's costs like paying for social media design or coordination. You know, maybe you have an outside contractor that's taking care of that. Maybe you've hired one of your teachers to do some add-on work for your social media. It's costs like website hosting or even your email marketing tools, right? You may not be paying for email advertising, if you will, right? Buying leads or even sending sponsored emails, but your email tools that you're using to send emails to your existing customer base and your potential customer base composed of your leads, that costs money. All of those factor into your organic marketing budget line item. Now, you don't have to separate organic marketing and paid marketing from your total budget, but those costs are in 
your marketing budget line item, even if they are not necessarily directly relating to advertising costs. So let's get into that advertising side of this, the paid marketing side of this. On that side, it involves spending money on ads that elevate your content. It takes that content to the next level in hopes that it will get seen by potential customers who are outside of your existing audience. Now, this includes things like advertising on social media platforms, Google, YouTube, even local newspapers and directories. It also includes things like sponsoring an event or a community program. Each of these forms of paid advertising, they come with their own costs. Now, one big factor with paid advertising is that there's typically a big upfront investment to get your campaigns optimized and in front of the right people. It's really important that you have a clear picture of what you can afford before diving in. And this is where I've seen dance studio owners really get into trouble. You know, they're spending so much money on paid advertising, but their audience isn't necessarily right. Um, Something's off about their campaign and they end up just spending and spending and spending and it's not yielding results. It can also get really out of hand when it comes to things like Google because it's all based on kind of this bidding strategy, which is extremely competitive. And at the end of the day, in that kind of environment, more money typically means higher placement or more impressions or you're getting in front of more people. There's also the cost of resources and staff that their time's you know, being spent to create the ads and manage those campaigns. And maybe that's you, but you still have to think about your time and what the cost of that time is. If you're anything like me, at this point you're wondering, okay, of that five to 10% of revenue that I've set aside for marketing, what should go to organic and what should go to advertising? I want you to start with 80 to 90, if not more, percent of your budget going toward organic marketing. It's so much more cost effective and you can get really creative and develop a strong reputation for your studio. If it's done well, over the long term, it's going to be much more rewarding financially. As I mentioned before, organic, it means content creation and building relationships with potential customers. And that is something that is arguably way more valuable than a quick conversion. Then once you've built up some traction with organic marketing, you can start to think about shifting some of your budget and layering paid marketing into your strategy. I will tell you upfront, paid marketing is not my thing. I love organic marketing. That is what I've built an entire career on. I think it is incredibly authentic and genuine and real. Now, all that to say, there's definitely a place for paid ads. You can reach a much larger audience with content, but with that, if you're using content that you already know works, that's already been validated by your target audience, You can then just focus on broadening the reach instead of tweaking the messaging, trying to troubleshoot, is this out of whack or is that out of whack? Listen, I know how much is on your plate. The day-to-day tasks, 
the responsibilities, not to mention the emotional weight you carry, I bet there are days that you're really frustrated with your studio's marketing, feeling like it's not leading to any results. Is any of it worth it? Should we just go totally old school and drop all digital presence? I bet you're overwhelmed with all of the possible approaches to marketing, and maybe this podcast didn't even help with that. Now you don't even know which one is making your studio money. If this sounds like you, listen, you are not alone. We are building a community of dance studio owners who are just like you. We're helping them get clear about which specific marketing strategies will generate revenue, and we're giving them ready-made content templates to execute successful marketing campaigns that are directly tied to the revenue streams in their studios. Yes, things like birthday parties, things like recreational classes, things like teams and pre-professional academies, all of the pieces that go into expanding and diversifying revenue streams, we are building content template bundles to help with this organic piece. If you want to be empowered to grow your studio with, yes, let's be real, limited budget, this is the place for you. If you want in, visit dancestudioplaybook.com slash membership. We're only opening the doors a few times a year, so I want you to jump on the wait list to get notified. This is going to be the place for you to hit your revenue goals, to go from a starving artist to a thriving business owner, to go from an average business owner to a thriving dance studio owner. I'm so glad that you stuck around for this. I know it was heavy on the numbers. I know it was heavy on the comparison, but I really, really, really hope that you have more clarity around what your marketing budget should look like and how you allocate that budget toward organic and toward paid marketing strategies. Next week, we'll be diving into simple sales tactics that you can use to build relationships after you capture lead information. Now, I know this topic is a little scary, but don't let that stop you. If you can dance on your toes, you can surely do this too. I'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to Triple Threat Thursdays. This is Kate Grachowski, and I hope you've enjoyed today's episode and gained valuable insights that you can apply to your studio, unlocking more revenue than ever before. Remember, you can do this. Tap into your passion for dance as your motivator and commit to the small changes in marketing, sales, and instruction. They add up quicker than you think. If you enjoyed the show, I'd love for you to subscribe, write a review, and share it with your team. Until next week, keep dancing, growing, and thriving.